everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the In Everything Podcast. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, we're your hosts, Alice, Lexi, and Mimihima. Today, Mimihima. <laughs> <laughs> um, today we're going to be joined by a friend of ours, Ethan Hanlon. Uh, we know him from school and from a Christian group on campus, and uh, he's going to talk to us a little bit about worship. Hello, I'm Ethan, by the way, in case. <laughs> in case they didn't know, that is his voice. Yes. Can you tell us like a really quickly a little bit about yourself? So oh, that... yeah. Yeah, my name's Ethan. I'm in my fourth year just wrapping up my Bachelor of Music degree in composition. Uh, I love Jesus. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> that's about it. I'm nice. Going on to the mission field. and yes. I'm very excited for that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, yes. catching you just before you before you go. Uh, so yeah, today you know this is a huge topic that we're talking about. We're gonna split it up for you guys in two episodes as well. Yeah. So um, make sure to listen to both though. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know you need to. But so worship and the first question kind of that we're gonna go through is, Ethan, can you tell us what is worship? That. Is a really big question, yes. right? Yes, it and is. And there's definitely a lot of misconceptions around. And I, I've heard so many definitions. In fact, maybe I'm just going to flip it back on you. What are some definitions you guys have heard first off? Have heard? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what have you heard going around the church or yeah. camps or people saying? Well, a lot of times I think worship can be associated with, you know, the music that we we all join in at the beginning of a service, a church service, like the worship team that leads us in musical worship, you know? Um, yeah, equals like singing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or... Mm-hmm. Anything else? I don't know. I don't... I, I mean, think that's honestly, the main even, one. Even yeah. uh, after hearing you already speak on this, I feel like I already have the the right answer. So you just gotta tell <laughs> you know, us. We don't want to give it away. Yeah, no spoilers. <laughs> yeah, but I, I've heard lots of things, and there's lots of good definitions too. I've heard like reflecting God's glory back. I think that one's pretty cool as well. Um, but I, I do like looking at the literal definitions, and so there are two literal main definitions. If you if you look in the Old Testament. The main word for worship there is shakah, which means to bow down or prostrate oneself. And that's used 172 times in the Old Testament. So that's the most common one. And then in the New Testament, the word is proskuneo, which means to kiss the hand towards one, which is kind of cool, I think, or in token of reverence. So basically, to just kind of encapsulate that concept, it's just an act of honor to which is due. And I think just kind of grasping that and knowing that worship is simply an act of honor to which is due, I think that just will really, really help us understand, you know, what worship is. And it will take us away away from those stereotypes like that it's about music mm-hmm. and other things. No, it's an act of honor to which is due. And who's it due to? God. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, uh, yes, so, we got it. you got it, <laughs> correct. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's like a, a really good definition and, and the Bible can even back it up. And so, I mean, we should obviously look to the Bible for our definitions. 
So yeah, let's let's open our Bibles. If you've got your Bible on you, dear listeners, you can open it up to John 16, 13 and 15. And does uh, one of you want to read it? Yeah, I can take that one. Yeah, that was so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, it says, But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. All the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. Okay, what we're going to do is we're going to remember that verse. Because that's the next verse. And we got to go to we gotta go to John chapter 4 first. <laughs> so you remember what that verse said about the Spirit of truth. Because that is the key to worship. And just to connect it, actually, we're going to read John chapter 4, 23 to 24. Remember that spirit of truth, because here we're going to find it again, where it says, But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. And so it's kind of funny that we started a bit out of order going right to there. But yeah, we have those two things that really make up, you know, what worship is. And we got to worship in spirit and in truth. What do you think that means? I I think it's cool to, like, for the first verse that we read second, um, (laughs) when we look in context of when, when is Jesus saying that and in, in that story is when he's talking to the, the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we look at how there's kind of one, there's two sides that you can lean more towards either just in truth, which was probably more what the, the Israelites were doing, making it, uh, you know, about traditions, the, the spiritual, not the, sorry, I meant to say like, what is the truth? What is this? What do the scriptures say about what we need to be doing, word for word? And then also, um, the Samaritans who weren't allowed to worship, you know, in the same way in the temple with, so they would worship, but only in, in spirit more in that sense. But Jesus came and he said, you know, it has to be both. It has to be in spirit and in truth, which he is both. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So he's kind of, you know, showing that he is the only way. He is Mm -hmm. the only way to worship God and the only way to God is through Jesus. So Mm. just more pointing towards himself, which is really cool. Yeah. And I I find it so cool in Jesus's wisdom that he addresses, you know, both the Jews and the Samaritans, both people who hate each other. Mm -hmm. And yet both of them were missing the point. And I think that's like really common in like churches today, especially like denominational differences where everyone's like, I'm right, you're wrong and stuff like that. You know, we're all failing in some way. And so, yeah, just really grasping, you know, that yes, we need to be worshiping in, in truth, according to the Bible and just some verses actually to talk about the truth. Um, we, we can look, you know, what really is the truth. And we all know John 14, six says Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So we know Jesus, 
He is the truth, and he has to be that foundation of all worship. Because the Samaritans, they weren't quite worshiping in the truth. They had their own temple, you know, separate away from the Jews. They had their own forms of worship. They, they would only believe, actually, in the first five books of the Old Testament. They only believed in the Pentateuch. And so they lacked a grasp of all that truth that was in the Bible. And so they really lacked, you know, how they were supposed to worship. And so that's really important that, you know, we need to be foundational in our Bible, in the truth, realizing that it's about Jesus. You know, the Bible says, John 1, 1, the word became flesh. Jesus is the word. So the Bible, you know, that's where we got our foundational from. And so it's learning to worship, you know, according to that. And then, you know, spirit, of course, just to expand a bit on that too. I really like Romans 8, 14. I think it encapsulates it all up perfect. It says this, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And so the Spirit, that's it's needed for worship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the Spirit that leads you into that worship. And, you know, if we're doing anything that... If, we're, if our hearts are sinful and it's pushing away the spirit, you know, we got to make sure that we're ready to worship in spirit. And both of those go hand in hand. As Mahima read in that first one, you know, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, they go hand in hand. And I, I love what Lexi said, you know, God is spirit. God is truth. Mm-hmm. They perfectly describe God. And he is no more one than the other. Mm-hmm. He is both. And like, how do we worship him? Is It has to be both because that's mm-hmm. what he what he is. And I, I think it's cool too, further down in that, in Romans 8, in verse 26, it, it says, And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings mm-hmm. that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And he gave prayer as an example there. um, But it also relates to worship. We can't ourselves say the words that need or say the think the thoughts um, bring to God what is due. But when because the Spirit is there, Mm -hmm. the Spirit like does that on our behalf and um, is helping us. So I think we can't exclude the spirit from our mm-hmm. worship either at mm-hmm. all, like, because it's not, it won't get there um, because we can't get there on our own. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The spirit does all the work really, which had me thinking that it's pretty dangerous when we use terms, even like worship music or worship leader you know, that kind of thing. And that's why we associate it so much with music only is because we use those terms, but it's really not the person leading worship Mm -hmm. who's doing that. It's the spirit that's leading that work, right? And it's um, any act of honor that the spirit is involved in is worship, not just when it's singing or music related. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so foundational. And and I really like, I want to go back to even like the Jews or the Pharisees that you know, Jesus was talking about, and they're like, why, why did Jesus always call out the Pharisees? What, what was their problem? It was that, that self-righteousness and that, yep. that 
spiritual pride in themselves. Yeah. And and like the Jews seeing them, you know, the Jews would look up to them, just the everyday you know, Israelites. They would look up to them and see these spiritual men that looked like they were, you know, all, you know, following God's law, doing everything perfectly. But, you know, Jesus, he looks at the heart. He looks right into the heart and he could see that pride. Mm-hmm. And, and they weren't, they weren't doing it for God. They were no. doing it for for themselves or, you know, for the crowd to yeah. get that. Yeah, and you know what Second for or First Samuel sixteen seven says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees, man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Amen. Yeah, yeah I think that's really interesting because um, you know, like what we were talking about, like it needs to be both the spirit and the truth, you know. The Pharisees were so into like, Oh, look at me, I'm doing all the right things, you know. I'm following the law, I'm following the word. But were they doing it from a place of genuineness or like wanting to actually worship God? Whereas the Samaritans, you know, were not following the word. So like they need you know, like you need both in order to have that full spirit spirit of worship, you know. Um, drenched in the truth, you know, as well. Yeah. And, yeah, to to just go, like, off of how much, you know, God despises, you know, like a a prideful or sinful heart, Mm -hmm. uh, I go to Isaiah chapter 1. I'm just going to read 11 to 15. It says this, To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices to me, says the Lord? I have had enough of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed cattle. I do not delight in the blood of bulls or of lambs or of goats. When you come to appear before me, who has required this from your hand to trample my courts? Bring no more futile sacrifices. Incense is an abomination to me. The new moons, the Sabbaths, and the calling of assemblies, I cannot endure iniquity in the sacred meeting. Your new moons and your appointed feasts my soul hates. They are a trouble to me, and I am weary of bearing them. When you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Mm. And it, it makes me think of the Pharisees, you know. They were upholding all of these traditions, you know, that God appointed in the first place. But they completely missed the point. Of worshiping you know with their heart mm-hmm. in fact their heart was controlled by that sin that self-righteousness that pride and it wasn't at all about God and it says God turns his eyes away yeah. and that's why in verse 16 it's so beautiful wash yourselves make yourselves clean put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes cease to do evil mm-hmm. and so when we come before God you know we need to make sure that our hearts are clean Mm -hmm. and in that place where we could come before God and are ready to worship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I guess now with that, you know, looking at a lot of scripture and all of this, we we realize um, that it's not just singing and it's not, you know, kind of worship is not this action that looks the same among denominations it's not the same Mm -hmm. among other people but it's not even necessarily a a, an action as Mm -hmm. we humans like to think of it um more so like ethan is saying just bringing what is due to god yeah it's not one specific action Yeah. yeah yeah so and it's more so just 
a posture of mm-hmm. your of your heart, right? It's mm-hmm. not, you know, God doesn't necessarily he's looking at the heart. So, is what I'm saying. So now <laughs> let's get more into some some specifics. Ethan has an amazing um, acronym, easy to remember. So pull out your pens and paper. <laughs> And write it out or just remember it because it's very, very good. Very helpful. The acronym is... (laughs) Worship! (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) Clever. (laughs) So you'll always be able to remember it. But but the point is, like, this acronym is so simple. It, It just outlines some other ways to worship so we can remember. You know, it's not all about one thing it's not all about music it's not all about prayer no there's a whole bunch of stuff that we can worship god and show that action of reverence to god through mm-hmm. and it's worship is in no way limited to this list or anything mm-hmm. there's so many ways yeah. but this is just you know an easy way to remember a few others that you can do throughout the day so yeah let's start with the w who remembers the w i do <laughs> <laughs> works yeah and you can look at james chapter 2 there's lots of verses and it says you know faith without works is dead and so you know we can do so much to just show our faith in god by doing works Mm -hmm. and that's just so important where you know we could go about our day and we can help someone because it's the right thing to do or we can help someone because it's what god told us to do i think that's a difference like sometimes you know we may help someone because like we feel like, oh, I got to do it. I got to be nice. But when you flip your mind and you're like, I got to do this because, you know, God wants me to do it. And you do it for his glory. Mm-hmm. It changes, you know, your whole perspective on it. Mm-hmm. So let's go to the O. Who knows what the O is? O, B, E, D, I, E, N, C, E. Obedience. It's a great song. I was stuck in my head. Anyways. So yeah, John 14, 15 sums it all up. And and this is maybe one of the hardest verses to really comprehend because it says, if you love the Lord, keep his commands. Mm. Uh, I fail. I fail those commands a lot. Mm. Am I really loving God? And, you know, an easy way to show show your love, you know, show that reverence and honor for God is by keeping his commandments, obeying the truth. And that can be... <laughs> so so hard. so hard, and I, I always think you know um, this was mentioned by a friend, you know, following the the street signs on the road like you can only go you know sixty kilometers per hour or miles per hour if you're American listening. I don't know. Like there's a forty miles per. Hour. <laughs> it's quite fast. <laughs> it's quite fast. <laughs> Anyways, you know, are we obeying those commands because the government says to, or that we don't want to get a ticket? Or are we obeying it because, you know, Jesus or God tells us to, you know, adhere to the government and what mm-hmm. they're telling us mm-hmm. to do when, you know, those things are for our safety. And so it's like doing those things, you know, for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go to R. Does anyone remember? Remembrance. Remembrance. Oh, yeah. Yes. Remembrance. Nice. <laughs> yes. In Psalm 103.2 says this, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. Mm-hmm. I forget his benefits so, so much. I don't know. What are some things you're really thankful for? Just to list them off. So thankful just for, first off, for Jesus, for the Amen. way, for God, that relationship. 
Um, And I think that's so important to say first um, Mm -hmm. because God is the giver and the gift, but then also thankful for all the blessings that Mm -hmm. he does give, such Mm -hmm. as like uh, a home, friends, Christian community, like the church is such a gift. And, um, you know, you guys can say a few. I don't have to. Yeah, same. (laughs) <laughs> Ditto. Ditto. <laughs> well, I you concur. know, this episode getting released on Easter, yeah. I think it's good that you said Jesus, like yeah. thankful for, or remember yeah. how amazing the resurrection is and be yeah. thankful for that, right? Exactly. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, to get, make it even more challenging, you know, how much are we thankful or thank God for our hot showers in the morning? How much do we thank mm-hmm. him? You know, food in even the fridge. food in the fridge. Uh, I uh, I heard one preacher say that his wife, in fact, would pray every time that they'd safely get a parking spot mm-hmm. and then thank God after for that. Because that's like a gift, you know, getting getting there safely, getting a spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, how much am I thankful for just, you know, getting yeah. up in the morning? Yeah, <laughs> I was just going to say that a big one, being able to wake up every morning. Yeah. Breath in our lungs. And that's With why... Health. Yeah, yeah. health. That's why communion holds such a a special place in my heart where we have that time to just remember the Lord Jesus, what he's done for us. You know, remember his body, the blood, and all that sacrifice he's made. And I think we just forget that we need to be remembering, you know, that every day. That's the center. I think that's the thing, too, I heard uh, once in a documentary. It's just talking about how we are so prone to forget Mm. God. And forget his goodness and forget his works. And we, we read through the Old Testament, maybe, and see the Israelites who have literally just been taken out of slavery. And they have been asking God for this for so long. And then as soon as they get into the... They're free from slavery and they get into the desert. And it's just like, as soon as they're hungry, they're like, ah, like, let's go back. You know, mm-hmm. like, let's... I can't believe you, God. You're mm-hmm. not even giving us food. And they automatically forget right away what God did ask (laughs) and and then it's like you know it's easy to be like oh Israelites how could you have forgotten that and me saying that but then it's the same thing Mm -hmm. it's like hey Lexi like you do that all the time Mm -hmm. and like reflecting on that and so actively Mm -hmm. remembering and reminding yourself to remember is huge yeah I was was just kind of piecing it together in my head but you know those verses in Matthew 6 you know, that are telling us, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God to, you know, not worry about the clothes on your back, not worry about the food, you know, just focus on Jesus. And now that I think about it, I really do think, you know, the main, one of the main purposes of that is so that we're constantly thinking, remembering and relying on God. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, there's, we have all these things that just take us away from remembering God. We, we fall into the comforts of life too easily. Mm-hmm. But remembrance is such a great form of worship, being yeah. like, God, I know you're here, and I'm here too, and I'm remembering you. But okay, we should keep moving. Yeah. The, the S uh, means silence. Right? And in 1 Peter 3.23, we have Jesus you know, submitting himself in silence to the cross. And there is something so beautiful, just like, being. I don't know if that makes any mm-hmm. sense, it but does. just like being in the presence of God. And and I was reading, you know, doing a study on joy and, you know, the, Jesus prayed that the disciples would have his joy, especially when he leaves, because, you know, the disciples were already ra- always around Jesus and Jesus is always in God's presence and God's presence is a source of joy. Mm-hmm. So the disciples always have that joy. But when Jesus left, you know, that joy would be gone, except 
He gave us the Holy Spirit. Mm. And sometimes I forget, you know, we're in the presence of God. Yeah. And we could just be there with him in silence. And we don't need to do anything else. Oh. Exactly. Yeah, so beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Okay, anyone remember what the H stands for? So the harder one. I know, because I've been convicted <laughs> with it lately. Humility. <laughs> Humility. Oh, man, something I am so bad at, right? And yeah, Proverbs 22, 4, so precious. The reward for humility and fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. Isn't that beautiful? Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about this on a, on Sunday at my church. But but our, our topic was Jesus, the humble king. And let's just think about that for a second. Because humble means making yourself the lowest rank. Mm-hmm. But king means you're the highest rank. So those words are worlds apart, yet perfectly describe Christ. Mm. That's so cool. That is crazy. And only through Christ can we find enough humility to worship. And Mm -hmm. I think it's like, you know, praying to God, give me a humble heart. We were talking about those Pharisees being so full of pride. And then I look at myself and I'm like, man, I need need your humility, Jesus. Please give it to me. And and so, yeah, let's keep going. I intimacy uh first john 4 it says and at least in the new king james version it says love 27 times within like 15 verses so you you know there's like god's trying to tell you something and i've been really just trying to like think about you know what does it mean to be intimate with god and what does it mean to truly know god and i I remember i go back uh, a mentor of mine asked i don't know probably like eight years ago maybe longer you know, how much do you actually say, I love you, Lord? And it really made me think, you know, actually, like, like, I know God, I know, like, God loves me. And I know, like, I know I love God, but how much do I actually tell Jesus, you know, to his face in prayer that I just love you, Lord. I want to yeah. know you more. I think another thing just quickly is if you anybody listening like you know your love language I think that's so important Mm. as well to know because for me realizing that I'm very heavily like quality time Mm -hmm. I realized that I haven't been applying that same Mm. um, desire of spending quality time with with God as I do with other humans and um, so just going and saying like hey God let's hang out and like, there's no plans. I just like am here to spend time with you. Yeah. And what a what a cool way for like me because that's my top love language to say to God like I love you enough that I'm just gonna like not do anything else and just hang out with yeah. you. Hmm. Yeah. And I think it's like so forgotten that like like God is the most important relationship. Yeah, sometimes we, we, we like try the least to maintain that yeah. relationship. Mm-hmm. And of course, like. As many know, you know, a relationship is only healthy when when you both put in work. Yes. And man, God has put in a lot of work for you. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. like, and again, it makes me think how much I'm a failure, mm-hmm. how much I really need Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and let's just talk about our last one, and then we can, you know, do a quick review and wrap it up. But the mm-hmm. P stand for two things, you know, praise or prayer. I, I really, Psalm 100, I mean, just read psalm 100 read psalm 150 you know <laughs> praising god is is a privilege it, it, it is important to know maybe you can even keep praise prayer it is a privilege those three people <laughs> there i don't know but man you have the honor of 
talking with the creator yeah. of the universe. You have that privilege to praise and sing to him. And man, we do not treat it like that yeah. sometimes. Mm-hmm. And oh, <laughs> yeah, I, so I, I just I sometimes just don't recognize that I am literally talking with the person who controls every single thing on this planet. Yeah. The omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient God. And, yeah. yeah. And I really like how all of these, like this whole acronym, all the things we talked about are all centered around that true posture of worship, right? Mm. And like, it's a it's a heart thing. It's P like, can be for posture. <laughs> yeah, P for posture <laughs> as well, right? Like, it's, a, it's just a state of being, you know, and not like you're saying, Lexi, not like an action or a one-time experience that we we go through, you know, or even at church on Sunday. It's a, it's a heart posture, and I really like how this acronym encaps, encapsulates it all, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll just quickly review them. Yeah, let's just go over the list in case you're like, you were late to grabbing your notebook. (laughs) So our acronym is worship. W equals works. O equals obedience. R equals remembrance. S equals silence. H equals humility. I equals intimacy. P equals praise or prayer. And just remember, these are just just some of the ways Mm -hmm. that you could come before God and really worship him. And I'm really excited for next week when we talk a bit more about this stuff and it's we go this, into this week this week doing both of them later this week later <laughs> this tune week tune in again <laughs> tune in again when we the talk about how to worship and you know what that all means and so yeah uh yeah ethan could you just pray really quick to close this one off yeah let's pray lord thank you again for this amazing privilege how we can come into your presence and just talk about you, get to know you more, and what an honor it is to worship you. And so as we just look at all these lies that society has told us about, you know, what worship is and, you know, all these different ideas that we have, may we just know that in truth it comes from our heart. And may we just know that we need to worship in complete spirit and in complete truth mm-hmm. from all our heart. Mm-hmm. So may we just remember these things as we go about every day. May we remember just to wake up and just give you a portion of that day and worship to you. In your name, amen. amen. And may we glorify you in everything we do. <laughs> Thank you yeah, so much for so listening. Much. Yeah. Bye. Stay tuned for part two, everybody. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. bye.